I'm going to get my head right, get my body right, recalibrate me. Because if we've only got our focus on just our money, fucking you're going to have a miserable life. Always says to people, well, what does a director act like? How do they behave? How do they think? They don't think the same as somebody who's doing the, the manual on the tools job. There's a new way you've got to operate, but they've never built them frameworks in. It's a good thing to start getting them knockbacks because you were getting comfortable. What am I knowingly doing that is inhibiting my progress? It's <laughs> <laughs> <keep> sleeping in. <laughs> yeah. Working weekends every weekend, yeah. Hello and welcome to the UK Flying Podcast. This podcast is run and produced by Cochrane Co. Now, if you're not sure what Cochrane Co do, we run training courses and mentoring for businesses in the flooring industry from £100,000 turnover all the way up to £5 million. We also do retail consultancy and product sourcing and we work with some of the top and leading manufacturers to make sure you get the right price and the right product on time every time. Now sit back, enjoy the show. Don't forget to hit any subscribe buttons, follow buttons on social media and on the platform you're listening to. Enjoy the show, give us feedback and we love that you're taking the time to listen to the show. Welcome to the UK Flooring Podcast, another podcast without the flooring-related guest. Dave, how are you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you? Good. Nearly Christmas and all that uh, festive shizzle. Yeah, well, I've got me, uh, me forest green Christmas jumper slash knot on. It needs to have Santa Claus on. Um, it's got a little bird on, but I just wear this to the Christmas party, so... Is that a turkey, or is it? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a turkey. <laughs> so, for all the listeners, uh, I hope people know who you are. Uh, Dave, you're a performance coach, part of our senior leadership team. For people that haven't listened to the episodes before or haven't come across you on one of our programs, yeah. quickly give us a, a rundown of what you do at Cochrane and Co., what impact you're making, and what's your backstory. All in one sentence. All in one sentence, right? Let's go. So with you guys, with you guys, obviously I do the performance coaching for the uh, your higher level mentoring clients. The idea with that is, is I'm working with more of the mindset element for people, helping them unlock the parts of themselves that may be keeping them stuck in the where they are in their business right now. Obviously, you guys do a lot of the the structure, the process of business, bring the expertise of the floor industry to them. I bring like the human performance part. So. I generally find, like, Tom, you know, and, and, you know, we spoke about this a lot, like, a lot of the limiting factors in people are themselves, right? They usually get in the way of things. Like, business in its own right, regardless if it's flooring or software, is relatively simple. Like, it's, it's like a process, isn't it? But depending on where somebody is, if they feel overly stressed, if they're lacking confidence, if they're not stepping up as a leader... If they're just all over the place, chaotic, that world, world life bounces all over, that's going to have a big negative effect on their ability to show up in their business. So I take care of of that part for for your for your guys and your clients, um, and help them kind of release, almost release the brakes, almost. So then, when they feel a lot more confident, freer, stepping up, showing up, then they can execute on all the amazing things that you guys give them for the principles of the business. And what's the What's the fundamentals of people might think, well, that sounds great, but how, in a nutshell, you know, we've only got an hour on this podcast, but how how do you do that, Dave? Like, you know, we can 
show your balance sheet. We can show you how yeah. to recruit staff. Um, as you said, like a process. Yeah. But what process do you use to get the most out of? Because everyone's different. So everyone's going to react to what you say differently. How do you get the best out of people Is generally? Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great question. So, yes, everybody is an individual in in their life experience. They have their arrival point to this moment and what they want. But human behavior is not that varied in terms of this about 10 things or 10 inner constraints we share. Now, you will have 10, and I've got the same 10, but only two of them might be really relevant for you, but my two might be two different ones, all right? So what I do with a client, with your guys is, well, any, anybody is, I basically figure out how a person got to their current level of thinking, mindset, and how they and why they live that way. So like, why do you do that? Why do you act that way? Why, when you're in that situation, for example, um, needing to talk to a, a member of staff and you're not dealing with them and you're not having the confrontation conversation, why don't you do that for? And a lot of the time, people are like, I just, I just don't do those things. I figure out why that's a thing for you by going all the way back through your history and to reveal where your limiting beliefs were created, so where that moment started, how that's become a thing for you, how it's manifest itself in your life. And then by doing that, I can help them unpick that limiting belief all the way back. The challenge for a lot of people is, Tom, is that most of these live unconsciously in their mind. They're not conscious. Nobody's like trying to not do their best. Nobody's not trying to succeed. So all of this is unconscious. And as we well know that like 80, 85% of the way we think and operate is unconscious behavior. So I'm taking the unconscious to making it conscious for people when they do that, they can see how they behave, why they do it that way for, and then how we can create a new behavior, like a new software almost. It's basically the best way to describe it is like we're upgrading the software, people's mentality, so they can perform at a higher level by underpicking all the things that got in the way from their history and past. Well, that's class, that. I mean, on the podcast, we always ask our guests, what's holding you back? With flooring clients, we, we've got, of joint clients that we, we, we work with every day, um, seven, eight-figure businesses. Um, yeah. Again, when it, when the confidentiality comes into it, but what are you finding, people that are already running these big flowing businesses, are but being pulled back by? Have you seen any trends? Have you seen anything that's the same? Yeah. Uh, okay, that's a, that's a great question. So I'm just kind of, as I, I'm just running through all, all the people that I'm working with and have with now, Right, first thing that comes to mind is for some guys, uh, you know, obviously I say guys, I mean men and women, um, that have had a business and it hasn't worked out and they've reset up a game. So this is one thing. So that, that can happen, right? It can happen quite a lot. It doesn't mean like they might have had a re-change direction of the business or they had it with somebody else and they got ripped off or it didn't work out. They've got a big hangover from their past failure. So that affects their ability to fully step into their current business with full commitment due to the fear of what happened in the past. So I've noticed that a little bit. That's actually not just industry specific, by the way, but I have noticed it in the flooring industry with some of the people I have worked with. So it's we've helped them 
kind of let go of that past failure, mistake, setback, whatever you want to call it, and then to be able to move forward more powerfully in the business. Because a lot of them people have just felt this kind of, I'm stuck. I'm stuck in it. It could have happened two years ago, five years ago for something, but there's that kind of element of stuck. So that's something I've noticed. Um, another thing I've noticed is people not stepping up as a leader. This is another thing. So now I'm thinking slightly larger, you know, because because I've worked with people who've got like a team of two or three to a team of like 15, 20, right? So we've got different sizes. Yeah. more for like people who've got staff who feel like they're not stepping up as a leader in the business. They could have had people work for them for quite a long time. They've had like people around them and they've let these people get away with a lot of things. And in a lot of people's words, they've taken the piss out of them, quite frankly. But there's this fear of, I don't want to lose them. I don't want to let them go, but then I've let too much go and I need to kind of have this conversation. So I've noticed people not stepping up as a leader sometimes. Again, that's all internal and being better at communicating. Again, a lot of people from, from your industry have started out on the tools, so to speak. So they were in the tools job and then the businesses grew fantastically. So they've got staff in. They haven't transitioned that. They haven't learned how to like lead and adopt those new skills. So that's something I work with people on is not only being stepping up as a leader and what that looks like to being actually a director of the company. Like I always say this to people, well, what does a director act like? How do they behave? How do they think? They don't think the same as somebody who's doing the, the manual on the tools job. There's a new way you've got to operate, but they've never built them frameworks in. And that affects people's ability to effectively communicate with a team, hold their team accountable, have sometimes those difficult conversations, hire people, fire people, all of these things. So we've got to really work a lot with that as well. So there's a couple of trends that I've noticed um, that really works with a lot of your guys on. I think it's we we see it where they say I'm just a floor layer, and there might have been a floor layer ten years ago, and been yeah. off top ten years, ten years ago. But it's the same way people say, or oh, it's not me, or I'm I'm scared of that, or it's not it's not for me. Um, where they're actually saying I'm shit myself, um, and I'll be I'll be depth here. And the more you tell yourself anything. The more you act like that, says so oh, I'm not a leader. You don't be a leader. You keep telling yourself you're not a leader. Exactly, yeah, exactly. They just haven't elevated their programming, their mental programming, that's all, to to now match where they are and where they want to go. And it's, this is not doing these guys any disservice because some of them have got fantastic businesses, good profit. They have a great product, a great service. This the group, the foundations are there, right? But it's the little bit, isn't it? It's the difference maker between switching your mentality from I, I, I'm a floor fitter or a floor fitter that got lucky or whatever you want to say, right? To like, no, I'm a director of a company and that means vision, strategy and people management. And it's making them move to, towards that. Um, so yeah, that's a, that is something common that's coming up quite a bit now. Um, and it's great because I love that because it's what I do. No, it, I think we've started a little bit, well, We've started deep because you um, coach our high-level clients, so the ones that are the, the heavy hitters, as I call them, that got the bigger businesses. But let's say we just got Tony the floor layer and he yep. and coaching and mentoring is out of his financial reach at most. There's no, we're not going to be around the bush. It's not cheap. So um, you know, we're not we're not thirty quid a month, and and you get us for six hours. You know, it doesn't work. Like that. Um, 
But if there is someone listening to the podcast and they just want to get more and start operating at a better level, again, I'm going to keep coming back to these questions we always ask, um, is how do you set your morning up to get the most out of you um, is one of our questions. And, you know, you're, you're not a, a life coach as such, but the certain fundamentals about setting up your day before you've even thought about your team, thought about looking after you. So what do you do, Dave? Because um, I know when I've done coaching calls with you and, and I've seen you do coach calls, you know, you won't show up to a call if you're not 100% in the game. You'll be in the call, you're out, you're like, you tap out and say, and it's very rare, you know, it's very, very rare, but if you're going to give 50% of a call, you're not on it. Um, so how are these lads, are the shop owners on the tools or whatever that just want to improve for 2024, what do you do and what would you advise someone else to do? Um, yes, start. Start, I think is the word. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to share with you what I do sorry, what I've been doing and what I'm what I'm starting to do and what I'm going to help and educate other people to do and make it easier, right? So I'm going to give you both parts, right? So first of all, you've got to set yourself up for success, right? You can't just wake up in the morning and expect to be on it. It just fucking doesn't happen. Majority of the time, you'll feel like you don't want to do it. That's my opinion, right? So I think most of the time we wake up tired, fatigued, can't be asked, want to, want to fuck the day off. I, I, I'm all right, right? It, you know, when it's it, raining outside, you think, oh, I'm going to go and walk the dog. It's just yeah. exactly what you want to do. Power walk for 35 minutes in the pissing rain exactly. with the dog that's pulling you around the street. Exactly. And, and and so I just think you've got to think to yourself, we're set up that way. That's not a flaw in you. People are not missing any sort of motivation or discipline because they feel that way. I wake up pretty much every day tired. That's, that's a fact of it. So... But what I want to do is I want to operate at the best I can every day. So whether or not that's sitting with a client in front of me or for you guys delivering a, a talk or a workshop or coaching or one of your guys, you know, going out, you know, fitting um, Tommy's floor a day or he's coaching his team of 15 to, to set up the business. We all want to do our best. So how do we go from, fuck me, give me another half an hour to like I'm kicking today's tits in? Yeah, that's that's fundamentally it, right? Yeah, yeah, I love it. So what I did right, is I always start. So I always start now feeding the baby. <laughs> I still get this in right every every morning. I'll have some sort of like like state changer, and I'll either do some sort of breath work, cold shower, um, or some sort of journaling. That's that's my go tos every every morning. Uh, I can't do all of them at all the time, but sometimes I can combine them. So I might do, you know, 10 minutes of journal. What I mean by that is I might just like think about what I'm doing today, how I feel today, like what have I got planned? What am I focused on? What am I attention? I want to give the step-by-step -step for this for you guys in a second, but I'll do that. Or I'll have do some breath work and have a cold shower, like, you know, five, 10 minutes ago. I've got to get a shower anyway. I would just turn it to cold, a couple of minutes, refresh the body, do some breath work. So even now, my feed time with my child is always on the morning, 6.30, and I've got to be 6.37. I've got to be at work for 9, 9.30. My wife goes back to bed for now after she's been up. So I'm still doing that feed and changing his nappy and still finding time to do this part of my life. Yeah. 
today, right? I was like, he was in, I fed him, right? Put him in the little baby mover. And then I'm like, right, like he's strapped in. I'm like, right, cold shower. I'm like, never in there. I dunked out and I was like, check him back in the cold shower. It can be done, mate. It can be fucking done. If I can do it now, and I've always had this thought, like, could I do it when it's tough? I know the baby's new, but so you'd still do the feed and all that. But let's say we'll rewind to pre-baby. You rolled out of bed, eight o'clock, brushed your teeth, quick warm shower if you're lucky, straight down the office on a coaching call. I don't know. I'm letting myself down and the person in front of us. Simple. How how would you feel and, and what percentage do you think you would give to the day if you had to? I know me and you were, I did, were big advocates of this and it's like an, it's a um, non-negotiable now. It's like it's non-negotiable. It's like it is like cleaning your teeth and all it and things like that there. You would always do, but what? for someone that's rolling out of bed, rolling in the van, mm-hmm. um, how do you think you would feel? So for me, I would feel with the way I am now, I've let myself down, and I'd feel like I'm letting my clients down. It's just that that's as much like I've got that now inbuilt. It wasn't always this way, Tom, but over time you start to be aware. Like, could I be better than I am now? And if so, how do I get to that? So now when you start building them routines and I'm like, well, that helps me then show. So I'm, at least I'm like, God, I've done something for me today. And at least I feel prepared for this client call or this this session. If I wasn't doing that because of where I am now, I just feel like I'm not on me. I'm not on point. I'm off the boil. God, it, would, it would set in a lot of doubt as well for me personally. So it allows that reframing to kind of, I've done something for me, positive, and I'm showing up today positive. Yeah. And I don't think you can put a price on that. You've got to put a time span in that of how you get to that, but you can't put a price on the on the level of confidence and assurance that can give to a person. That that's and as you do this day by day, month on month, year on year, there's a confidence that grows because it's stacked on over and over and over again. So it's like, well, now I've now I haven't just done a day, I've done four years, five years, eight years of that behavior. Yeah. And it's powerful. And that can improve your accuracy on your installation. That could, um, your sales when you want to meet customers, that could be um, you, you when you turn up at um, at home with your home yeah. life and how you react around your, your yeah. message, your husband, um, around family, around friends. It literally impacts that. It also impacts, I think, your financial, uh, you know, where, your mindset around money. And I think there's, again, I think there's also that there's definitely a money mindset as well. We weren't going to go on to this, but I've just, just thought about it. That waking up absolutely broke, let's say, you are already in a different state. So if you're not either trying to eradicate that state, um, obviously we're not all waking up with 3 million quid cash side of the bank. Some of us yeah. might with that. But certainly if you feel in a, you have a better relationship with money. I think that 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 also because you otherwise you're waking up in this state of stress before <laughs> you put your foot in your trainer to get out the door. Exactly. Um, so dead dead quick simple on that, and I love that. To have a better relationship with money, you need a better relationship with yourself. They're yeah. not they're not separate. Why is that? Well, because people's issues often with money are a self-value and worth issue. So their ability to charge what they're worth and ask for their worth 
is not just like rolling a number off the tongue. It really put, pinpoints their self-belief. So if you want a better relationship with money, get a better relationship with yourself. The way you get a better relationship with yourself is work on yourself. And that, and it's, it, it's like, because you can't go like, oh, well, if I, uh, you know, like develop my mentality or self-development, how does that add more zeros to my bank account? There's not like a straight line to it, is it? It's not like go out and do, you know, 10 sales calls and that's going to give you that almost straight line. But it is a quantifiable way of getting you into a better place, which means you might feel more confident, more trusting of yourself. Then you might be like, start asking for your worth and start being solid on your value. And that will mean better clients, better customers, people paying you on time, better respect for that. And then that grows, then that reinforces back that confidence. So every step towards whatever somebody listening to this wants, more money, more success, bigger business, more freedom, that's all done by how you relate to yourself. Get a better relationship with self, it makes those things a lot more uh, achievable. I think that's it. I think um, my old coach, a colleague of mine, yours, um, used to always say for about 12, 18 months, you are completely in control with how you feel. And mm -hmm. it, like, it like didn't go in. It kind of went in one ear and like came on my nose. It just didn't really sit. And then when you actually realize when you put these things in place, I mean, well, I can change my state from this to this, and that's also what people do when they uh, they get home from work and have a beer, go out on a weekend and have like six lines of whatever or or whatever it is that that escapism. Um, how, in a performance related way, would you advise people to start helping themselves get rid of this non required escapism? That, does, that, does that make sense? Well, in my opinion, it's not required. Some other people might think it's an absolute necessity to have a beer on a Friday night. I mean, me and you love a beer, so don't get me wrong. We, we're not going to start humming an hour in the way it's all. But there is a certain um, connection between people assume, assuming yeah. they have to have this release. How yeah. do you start on that? Like Without even the deep stuff, how do you start thinking... There's a different way. Yeah. I can't help but going deep, bro. I can't. <laughs> like, so so basically, right, and you absolutely nail it, like majority of the time somebody's using something like that to self-soothe or ease their current feeling, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that I'm almost kind of like to people, even if you are drinking 10 pints, smoking 20 tabs, doing six lines, lines of whatever, gambling, whatever you're doing, I'm trying to get you to think, although it's unhealthy, it's not wrong. Like, it's not great. It's not great behavior. I'm not advocating it. What I'm trying to get people to understand is, is for as long as you live in, that's wrong, that's bad, that's I'm, I'm an awful person, the judgment actually just keeps you in doing it. It's weird because we're almost proving ourselves right by doing that and berating it. However, I'm like, if I can see it's unhealthy, then I can almost go, what is it I'm feeling before I have that? Yeah. Because you want the feeling, you've got to identify with it. Then that's why a lot of people shy away from because like, well, I don't like feeling that. Because you might be feeling anxious. You might be feeling stressed. You might be feeling burnt out. 
because of those things, whatever that is, you're going to feel like I need it. Your body has to go, I don't like this. Let's do something about it. Don't like this. Let's do something about it. Like who wants to sit there and go, I'm stressed to the bits and just go, I tell you what, love, get us a chamomile tea or put condition street on. And you're not going to want that either, right? You're going to be like, I'll get the bees out, right? So you're trying to recognize that like it's human instinct to move away from that pain, that suffering, that uncomfortability. But nonetheless, it's you don't you only have one tool to deal with it. We need more tools, right? We need more healthier tools. So first of all, you identify with what is it I feel before I take on that the alcohol, the gambling, whatever, right? And then you can go, okay, if I feel that, is there something else I could do about that? Is it like if I feel stressed, where's it coming from? Have I got too much work on? Not enough work. I'm anxious, what is that? What is that? So you start identifying where it could come from, where's its cause. Only when you've identified the cause and how you feel it is an opportunity to start doing something other than what you're doing. Yeah. Because because you only have one habit. So as as equal as 10 pints can alleviate stress, you'll actually feel worse two days later. Whereas if you went for a workout, you would burn off the stress and feel a lot better. So then we start a talk about combining healthy habits to then mitigate the stress, anxiety, pressure. Because stress, anxiety, pressure isn't really going anywhere, is it, if you're in business? It isn't really going anywhere if you're a high achiever. You'll learn to manage it, but we want healthier tools to do it. So then you're in place of freedom of choice. I can have one beer, or I could go and have a cold ice bath, like what you like doing. I could, um, you know, go and gamble me, me wages or could like organize, go for a nice hike tomorrow in the lakes and get some fresh air and get some perspective. That's how we start to navigate it. What am I feeling before I do it? Where's that coming from? And then we start identifying new habits and we get away from, I'm bad, this is wrong, I shouldn't be doing this, just to identify it's probably less healthy. Is that helpful? Yeah, no, it's perfect. I mean, I, I remember... Um really, really small details of my past, but then I remember the most obvious thing. Um, I think it's something to do with the ADHD type of thing where I will forget something. And I remembered the other day that in a social environment, I'll be like proper ignorant. This is years ago now, maybe seven, eight years ago. Really ignorant, didn't want to go, bit of a twat, still a bit of a twat now, but, but basically unsociable um, and really want to sit in the corner and then I would have a couple of pints and I would very slowly come out of my shell and feel comfortable. And again, we're just doing work on that. Like now I don't feel uncomfortable if I just drink mineral water in that environment. I couldn't care, couldn't care less. So I've gone from this state of real comfortableness, I this is not me, to mm. I don't care. Um yeah. and Probably, possibly, if I have a beard, maybe I might get a bit more confident. I might not, but it's not. I remember the like um, the fear, the the non-negotiability to go into a wedding and going, "Oh, I'm not drinking." Yeah, like I mean, that was just like now. I'd like it, it'd be a privilege. Yeah, I'd like to have a beer with the guys and have a great night, but I wouldn't go. I just wouldn't go to a, a family member's wedding yeah. if I had to drive or I'd be up the next morning or whatever it was. It was just like. And I think people get stuck. They get yeah. stuck in this uh, limit, limit, like, this limit belief, or just this belief that this is the only way you can do it. 
So we'll cover that. And then the next thing, which I think I think me and Sarah touched on the other week, um, is about uh, another cheat we're doing is getting around people that um, can help you or um, empower you or yeah. um, how have you seen that with our groups, with your groups, uh, and also a bit of accountability on there. A bit like what you'd said the other day. I'd come in from work and I'd loads of paperwork, head was mashed, um, I'd love just to sit and have three beers and watch Coronation Street. Um, but because I'm part of like accountability group with some clients, um, I had to do 30 minutes exercise. Yeah. Um, so I went out for a 30 minute run um, because that's what I said I was going to do. Straight in the ice bath. And as if by witchcraft, all of whatever had happened during the day had gone. Um, I slept like a baby, clear head, wrote down some things I had to do the next day. But then what Coronation Street didn't have a beer. Um but <laughs> <laughs> you've got to catch up on the soaps. But but that but that release yeah. was released within like forty two minutes type of thing. It was done. Yeah. Where to get that release, you might and I, I keep going back to it, I really haven't got a thing about drinking or anything, but it's it's a similar release you would get maybe from five or six cans. You know, and it's like you, you know, but and then then you start a snack. And then you there, then you sleep like a bag of spoons. Then you wake up and you're tired. Mm-hmm. Then you're ratty with your kids. Then you're ratty with your staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you rinse and repeat. It's like, hang on, there's an easier way. Yes, it's not easy to put your trainers on. It's not easy to run in the rain yeah. like a madman. But yeah. the after effect is worth it. So the question is more about the cheat sheet of using other people to help you. What's yeah. your take on that, Dave? Yes, always. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> there is no right look. We we are you, there's that famous saying we're, we're in a product of our environment, aren't we? Do you know that eighty percent of behaviour is stimulated by the environment you're in? Eighty percent of your behaviour stimulated by the environment you're in, right? This is scientifically proven, right? You know, I love the science, right? So that means my environment is also a combination of the individuals that are in that environment that I'm, that I'm surrounding myself by. Now, personal development, although we, you and I probably read a lot of books and see this podcast and see a lot online, it's actually not mainstream in the way that we think it is. It's like only a few people are developing themselves. Like I'm sure in the UK is only like 12% of people go to the gym. Like it's madness, right? When you think about it. there's only 12% of people. That doesn't mean that doing 12 Yeah. That doesn't mean there's only 12% work out, but there's something like between 12 and 14% of people have a gym membership. So half of them won't even use it. So what I'm trying to say is, is personal development, leveling up yourself is not the norm, or the, but it should be, right? We, we, we It should really be. So, yeah. when, so, so most of the time, you're not going to be around people who are doing the same thing. You're going to be around people who are drinking cans on a night, who are pissed off at their partners, who are complaining about the work, who are complaining about the the the, the price of cost of living, right? So, so your social circle are going to be influencing your behavior heavily. So to evolve and get new behaviors and make them stick, you're going to have to get around people who are living similar, a new way which would be around an accountability group or a in- group of people who are like, going on for a run is normal. It's normalized. 
Going into the ice bath is normalized. Journaling is normalized. Instead of it being eight cans on a Friday is normalized, we're coming out of that going, actually, this is normal here as well. So you're not on your own because nobody wants to feel isolated as a human behavior. So getting around people who are like treading a similar path to you, you don't have to you don't have to leave your family and friends behind, like, oh, I don't speak to them anymore. Like, I don't mean that. I mean, for your personal development and your mentality, get around people who are on a similar path to you or potentially a little bit further forward than you so you can be inspired by where to go to. It's critical. And if you're not doing that, it's harder on your way. Love that. Um, so we're, we're coming up to the end of the year now, and this will be one of the last podcasts we do. What's been your biggest, well, yeah, just your biggest take home of 2023? Have you had any realizations apart from becoming a dad? Um, that's probably one of your biggest ones. But just, let, trying to keep it business, trying to keep it flooring if we can. Um, if flooring is not necessity, but is there anything in 2023 that's lifted your eyebrow apart from not sleeping very well since? Yeah, <laughs> eyebrows are permanently lifted. Oh, the eyes are never shut, mate. <laughs> I'm just, yeah, I suppose it's a funny one, Tom, because. Um, I think this is what I've experienced and I'm and I'm currently trying to get the grips with is the pressure that I instantly feel as being a new father and the impending when my wife was pregnant, the pressure to provide, very interesting, very normal pressure, but something that has dragged me into different types of thinking and behavior, some of it unhelpful as well. So I think that is my big awareness of this year is, and it's funny to see this, like it's, I'm kind of trying to go, I'm going to share it as a positive, right? Because this is how I think this is how we learn is as my wife, as we knew my wife was pregnant and as that time was progressing, there became this like shift and probably you can speak to it and probably other people who are parents on here come of this internal providing mentality. Like it's on me. Like I've got to have to bring on the big and it's on me, it's on me. And now I don't mind that pressure, but sometimes that pressure can suck me into like this stressful, chaotic feeling. Now, all the self-development work I've done still doesn't mean that I don't ever have these experiences. Plus now the arrival of them has also increased that pressure. So what I've got to, what I'm working on currently and I'm is right now is the ability to experience pressure as the norm, but not let that rule my decision-making, my process, like how what I'm going to do next, how I'm going to build my business, what steps I'm going to take. Does, does that make sense? Like that is the biggest realization, and it's happened because of the circumstances I'm in. I think it's interesting you said that because my, my kids are uh, 13 and 7, and then when you start talking there, and I mean, I always know it's this. When you take these reflective points, that you know, probably 50-60% of everything I do is connected in some manner to to my children. Um as they grow up, that might change slightly as they fly the nest. But it's like, right, what's happened at the weekend? Like yesterday it was Theo's school play. And to me, that's a non-negotiable. Like, you know, his school play him being a penguin 
Um, non-negotiable in the diary, two o'clock. Like, nothing's going to stop me and Sarah going. Um, some people might not do that, and that's okay. It's not a problem. But it introduces these non-negotiables. I, 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 I love them. Mm-hmm. And again, it's like that drive. So, you know, what experiences can we do next year? What holidays can we go on? And it, again, it's not, doesn't matter if it's Butlins or Mexico. It doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That, yeah. that, that, that driver of, yeah, has to come from somewhere. And I think it was interesting that pressure and that thing definitely doesn't go away with, um, yeah, parenthood. Parenthood yeah. and that, you know, it's, um, so really interesting, um, to, to take that away. And I'm like, as I'm, I'm seven and 13 years deep. And yeah. the drive is the same about, you know, my sleep's better than yours. So. <laughs> yeah, but, and it's like, it's literally like the transition to go from two to three of us, right? Like me and my wife to now the somebody else. And instantaneously that child becomes number one. Yeah. Like it's not a, like um, a choice. It's not like a, oh yeah, eventually they'll become number one. It's like, no, no, instantly, there you go, son, you're number one. Everything's like for you. And then I carve out a little bit for me. And that, that'll obviously, I don't mean that'll change over time because you'll always be number one, but like it needs more from me right now in the current survival mode than when he's like 13, he needs me to be there more at his events or father him in a different way. You know, I suppose you've probably seen that transition of your your commitment as a father's probably changed over the time, but the undercurrent's been like, you're still number one. To you. They're, they're number one and it doesn't leave you. So there's an interesting like, not it's not a come to terms with. It's also almost like an acceptance and a privilege at the same time. It's weird. Does that yeah, make sense? Absolutely, yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's, but that's all that happened. What even before the, he arrived, it was like kind of on the lead up. I was like, "Oh, it's getting near. It's getting near. Stepping up, Dave. Stepping up, Dave. Stepping up." It's just that's been the biggest thing for this year is the ability to kind of be with that, but manage it in a healthy way, not allow it to kind of cascade too much pressure. And then, because I think what that can do, Tom, you tell me if I'm right or wrong, but I think the pressure to provide can force us into work more and then we miss time with the kids and miss them important things that you said there. And I'm trying to like make sure that that's not a thing. Yeah. No, that well, that's, that's where people, they don't know, they don't go wrong, but they've, got to bring bring the bacon home. And I think yeah. that's been the biggest, well, one of the biggest challenges, I think, in 2023. No one has been printing money this year. It's been a bit of a funny year. We've had quiet bits. We've had a sudden little rush, and then Christmas seems to have died off. Yeah. Um, there's not a vast amount of flying companies that are absolutely running. Like like, like when COVID was up and down, your people were kind of printing money in some ways, um, or they were had you know they were turning stuff down, charging what they wanted. Etc. Etc. This year, you know, a lot of people have done well. Um, certainly, the ones have got all structure and you know got a got a handle of things. Um, but there's some people really not had a great year at all. And yeah. I don't, I, I'm not Mystic Meg, but next year I, I don't think it's going to be massively different. I still think it's going to be challenging, and that's why we're doing the podcast more on the personal development because the quicker people get a handle of what they are or they're not doing, and then they'll enter into this journey of constant personal, because it's not, it's a journey um, is the key thing. People think, oh, I'm just going to go for a run once a month and it'll all go away. 
it, it doesn't work like that. As yeah. you said, it, it's years and years of trial, error. That works for me. That now doesn't serve me. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's going to be critical to operate at the higher level and yeah. not just take this doing okay, whatever that means to you. You know, that might just mean providing and staying above water. That might mean doing okay and have a million pound a year. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I wanted to do do more personal podcasts because I'm confident that next year is still going to be a challenge, you know, and, but, but you don't, it doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And then I don't think it's industry specific, like just in your industry, Tom, I've noticed in that, like, obviously I work with different clients in different industries as well. Right. So like tech, software, um, market and all sorts of different stuff. And, and there's definitely been this year, a tightening of the belt with a lot of things. I, I honestly think that, so not every industry, not every client, but there's definitely been, because the other factors, not one of the factors, like other companies maybe tighten their belts, which means they get a little bit less, which means they get a little bit less. So I think we've had a couple of good years, 21, maybe it's 2020 for you guys, 21, 22, like really booms after COVID. I think now it's just kind of like coming down at this more of a, let's see what happens. Industry, see what happens, and that does have a knock-on effect on, on everybody from the biggest companies in the world to the one-man bands, right? And then next year, for probably as certainly the beginning part of it, it's probably like to be the same. I don't think it'll last forever, and I think what you've got to be able to do is stay in the game. Like you've got to be able to stay in the game, because when it turns good, you've got to be there, right? You've got to be available. You've got to be there. So staying in the game might mean taking care of this for a little bit. So you might not be rushed off your feet manic with back-to-back work. And you might just be like, right, I'm, I've got a steady floor here. I can build on my business. I can get clear on the direction, the quality of service, getting my people trained up. But in the meantime, I'm going to take a bit of time, the extra time to work on me. I'm going to get my head right, get my body right, recalibrate me. Because if we've only got our focus on just our money, fucking you're going to have a miserable life. Because if you only value yourself based upon that one metric, there's not enough breadth there. So when that comes down, you're like, oh, I'm not doing well. Life's not good. What about if it's like, what about the quality of your health? What about the quality of your development? What about the quality of your relationships at home? The time with your kids, the strength with your partner, all of those things. If we start building in all of those areas, when one of those areas is a little bit down because something's happened or whatever, you're not crushing your whole world. You still got, well, this is good and this is good and this is good. So that gives people a real good time now if they're not back to back with work constantly to evaluate not only their business, but other parts of life and build these things up. So you're not just evaluating yourself on one area, in my opinion. I think that's a great point. We've had a couple of clients um, this week and last week in our private group They've put the heart into soul into a, into a quote for a job, for a flooring mm-hmm. job. And someone's come in like 50% cheaper and like, eight, you know, two grand cheaper and this, like, yes. And again, really knocked off with it. Um, and I think that nails, nails on the head. If your priorities are at, at like a bigger level than that quote, mm-hmm. uh, and not criticizing those guys there, but again, you just move on to the next one. You just move on to that. So, and I always go like, you know, so I always like to learn from that, like what could we have done better and 
these people will come back to you. And yes, it's frustrating if you haven't got a diary full of work. Yeah. Um, but with that, on a again on a performance level, how how can you build confidence on um, rejection? Um, big question there, <laughs> but but I think it's just that you, you mentioned a few things there, and I think it's. I'm sure there's people on this podcast that have had quotes kick back and they're like, I can't believe this. I used to always get these jobs and now I don't. Uh-huh. Um, apart from what we've discussed, is there any other tactics you can think of that would help on rejection? Rejection, big one, right? Yeah. <laughs> How long have we got? Confidence <laughs> on rejection. I mean, it's a, it's a big area, but I don't want to go on too deep because that's too specific, right? It's a good thing to start getting them knockbacks. Because you were getting comfortable. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's a good thing. Because if you keep winning, there's no place to evolve and grow. Winning means you're constantly getting business in. You're constantly getting the yeses. That feels good, but that shouldn't... Your confidence, let's put that over there for we'll come to it. You keep winning, you don't grow. You have to... Get knockbacks, setbacks, get no's to evolve yourself. So actually life's doing you a favor. Find a better way. Is it, do you need to put a better service in? Are you actually doing the right thing where you speak to different people? Do you speak to more people? Do you need to evaluate your quotes a little bit? Do you, I don't know what it looks like, but instead of thinking about the no and what's wrong, start to figure out, okay, how can we adjust here? Do we need to do anything here? So the no's and the knockbacks are where you grow. The yeses you don't grow. You don't grow through your wins. And I'm what you're like. Here's here's the thing about like your confidence. Although we do link it to being accepted and given yeses by other people, should be its own thing. Yeah. Don't you know what I mean? Now what I would say like it's a bit like a. Confidence is a bit like a wagon, and we attach it to the back of other people's approval of ourselves. Like when they go, Yes, oh, I feel great. When they go, No, I feel shit. You want to ride that roller coaster through life for the rest of it? You want to unhat, tear that wagon off. When people say yes or no, that what the hell does that have to do with you? No, yeah. Nothing has like, all to do with their choice. Yeah. What he did is said, Here, would you like this? And they went, all right, go on then. Or, mad shit. And you're going like, but what's that got to do with who you are as a person at your core? So you've got to separate your confidence of yourself, of like you as a person and what you're doing, and that can be evolved through, you know, taking care of yourself, showing up in your family, you know, working on your limited beliefs for yourself as well. And your business is its own thing. It's a, its own energetic thing that people are in or not in, but that doesn't mean that you are good or not good, worthy or not worthy. Separate the two, take comfort in the no's and yeah. stop ways to get yeses and grow through it and separate your confidence from people, other people's opinion. Yeah, love that. that. I think you nailed that one, Dave. That's, uh, that's, uh, we could have gone super deep and we could have been here all afternoon, but... Uh, yeah. I'll- I've just, yeah, I was going to go real deep. I've just gone like one level in there to say, took off the tarmac. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I wasn't going to go into this day, but I am, um, because I think we've touched on some really good subjects. We've decided 2024 moving forward that we're going to work together on a, on a different, le- a new, a new level. We've spotted a 
it's not a gap in the market because that sounds wank. Um, <laughs> we offer coaching and mentoring as part of our high-level program, but we also have some clientele that are already, you know, got a good business, they've got the structure, they've got the staff, um, and they want more from that. But they don't feel um, mentoring is the way forward for them. Yeah. Um, these tend to be, you know, directors, um, CEOs, leaders. They may not have the shit together, but they're certainly on the journey. Mm-hmm. So we're going to um, launch, for the time being, a men-only group um, of committed men. That We're not going to forget the ladies, so any ladies that are listening, don't worry, that will come, but we there's only two of us. Um, from your aspect, coming, like, yes, anyone can join this, and um, not just if you're a flooring person, but why do you think this would benefit the flooring industry? Um, and what's your take on what we're going to launch in uh, in January? Yeah, no, it's for a question. Well, my my take on it is is do you know how we kind of talked about before, like being around people who are developing themselves. That is the whole point of this, isn't it? It's like when you're when you're working on you and your business and your life and that. Not everybody else is getting it. Not everybody else is there. So we've, we're creating this group where you can then get into that to be around other people to develop yourself. So you support and you've got a network, you've got the accountability, plus you've got us obviously facilitating a program structure for a year so you're developing all these different parts of yourself. So that's why like this is going to work so well is because get a group of guys together, all high-level thinkers, not only does that A, help elevate you, by going, you know what? Yeah, I've got to step up here and this is good. But you can support other people to step up. And I think there's that lovely synergy between the two. How it helps people in the floor is because I suppose like a lot of businesses, we get stuck in the day-to-day. We get stuck like kind of like just in what I see, what I'm doing. Because we've breaking this down into like almost a year, but then 90-day blocks, we get, we're taking people out of their day-to-day and they're coming on a day mastermind um, quarterly event with us and they're putting them into this environment where it's like, we're going to look under the hood. What are you doing? How are you doing it? Is it working? What's not working? What are you going to do better? Where does he set that goals? What have you done from last time? What are you going to do for this time? It gives people the opportunity to come out of their business and get lift their head up and think about the future but also quantify that growth, quantify that breakdown in smaller chunks. Because you, like we spoke about, Tom, we're reflecting on 23, but a year can feel like a big thing. So people might have big ambitions for their flown business for next year. Brilliant. We've got to go after them. But what happens if this happens or you get this knockback or that knockback? At least without process, we break it down quarters and each quarter stacks on top of the next. So by the time we get to this time next year, you'll have achieved the things you set out for your health, for your mindset, for your whole life and relationship, for your business. That's it. That's exactly it. And so if anyone wants the information on how, how this will work, um, they can either find some social platforms with me and you on. Um, if anyone's interested, we're actually doing 50% off for the first um, 10 people and the space is already gone, uh, but that's only until the 1st of January. Uh, we don't want... A lot of people coming in going, new, new year, new me. It's not that type of group. It needs to be someone that's already committed, um, someone that's in. Um, but we are doing, Dave, like like me and you, without, without 
zero BS. If someone comes to the first meeting, which will be the back end of um, January, if they think it's a bag of shit and me and you are a pair of joggers, um, we'll refund them in full. So can't be any fairer than that. Uh, let, let's hope no one leaves. But, uh, but no, so if you need any information, um, contact me um, on any of the social platforms. Um, how should we round up um, this podcast, Dave, with 2023-24? What's your, Dave's final thoughts, 23-24, for anyone that loves the podcast? I, I'd say a little bit of a thing for people. I would now, if I were you, use this time to reflect on your own year. It's a it's a fantastic time because everything's naturally slowing down, naturally again, your industry, my industry, everything. And it's a great time to be with your family and your friends and chill out, but use the time to reflect on the year and just ask yourself some very simple questions. And if you want me to share them, then people can do them for themselves. Like, yeah, I think, I think that'd be great. Share, share the questions for people to write down. Yeah, so question number one I would ask myself is, you know, what are the three biggest wins of the year? What are your three biggest wins? So write down like what what, what you just reflect on your success. A lot of people look back, don't they, on the time and go, I ah, could have been better. I should have done more of that. Like, no, no, let's, what did, what's going well? What's your wins? Any size matters. Question number two, what, what have you learned about yourself this year? Like what is the one thing you've learned about yourself or discovered about yourself? I think it's a really, really important thing to like really kind of get in the grips of like you. You're not, you're not, you're not kind of like life isn't just all these things happening. Like you're all you're ingrained in all of that. So what did you learn? Whether or not it's maybe I I need to step up a bit more, maybe I've been a bit too hard on myself, maybe I haven't done as much as I might have done, maybe I haven't been a bit absent as a parent, maybe I've been a great parent. I don't know. Just look at that. Like what what have you learned about or discovered about yourself? Question number three. What what are you most grateful for? And gratitude has a massive benefit to the re the like the rewiring of your brain. And what I mean is not just for grateful, like, oh, this and this and this, like a tick sheet. Like, well, what are you truly grateful for this year? What can you look at? Is it the roof over your head right now? Is it you've got money in the bank, even if it's a little bit? Is it you've got healthy kids? Is it like you're still married? Is it like you've you've turned, you've you've made you've you've got your health on track? I don't know. But what are you most grateful for this year? Really positive. What one behavior did you use this year? That's worked really well. But one behavior have you used this year that hasn't worked so well? I was gonna I was gonna say one of my own there, which is identical to your last question there. What am I know, knowingly doing that is inhibiting my progress? You <laughs> <laughs> can sleep in it. <laughs> yeah. Working weekends every weekend. Yeah. Because what you wanna identify is like again, like it's a, it's taking an evaluation of yourself. Like what what behaviors do I use that are good? But what 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 am I doing that is maybe messing things up? And look at it as a behavior. It's not a personality trait. That's why I say a behavior. It's not a people are like, oh, it's my personality, I'm just this way. Fucking not. Like it's a behavior. So what's the behaviors that we could also then go level them up? Class. Well, thank you so much for coming on again, Dave. I'm sure. This won't be the the last. Uh, we're going to fire into twenty twenty four, so we'll have some fresh content and hopefully 
valuable. Um, I was going to say wisdom, but it's that just sounds gay as well. Um, but uh, valuable information that people, if you can take one little nugget from this, and it impacts you and your family, we've we've done our job. So uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, Dave. Yeah, thanks for having us on, mate. Great pleasure as always. If you'd like to find out more information about what we do, you can visit our website at cockerellandco.co.uk. That's cockerellandco.co.uk. We also have an Instagram account, which is cockerellandco, and also we are on Facebook. Once again, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we look forward to seeing you here again soon.